Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. And you know, I want to make that clear again. Every relationship does begin with you. Guys, if you tune into my podcast and you listen to, you know, everything I say, if you if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on LinkedIn, if you, you know, it, wherever you find me, because I'm in so many places, you will you will realize that every relationship really does begin with you. And once people can understand that they are, um, I hate to use the word control because, you know, control creates so many, um, oh gosh, it creates so much tension and it creates a lot of um, anger in relationships because nobody should control anybody else. But once you realize you're in control of yourself, right? And in the way you act, the way you react, the, you know, the things that you desire. And, and when you, you're in control of loving yourself, when you realize that the minute you realize that you can give yourself what you, what anybody else can give you, everything changes. That is why, you know, before I get into part five today about relationship ambivalence and, you know, should I stay or should I go? I want to tell you that self-love and, you know, is the key to everything. People don't think that, you know, they or that not that they don't think that that's not right. They don't realize how important it is. Right. See, when you're always basing everything else on somebody else, you're never true to yourself. And if you're not true to yourself, that means you cannot be true to anybody else right? How it's, it's not possible. So when you're, when you're in this relationship ambivalence and you're thinking, should I stay or should I go? The first thing you have to ask yourself besides everything else and all the other things I'm teaching you is, you know, are you being true to yourself? Right? Codependents are not true to themselves ever. Narcissists aren't true to themselves or anybody else. Right. And one thing about narcissism, and we're going to get into that probably in the next couple episodes, is narcissism is such it's not an overword, overused word, but there's such a broad spectrum of narcissism, you know, and so many people label people narcissists when they might not fully be narcissists because codependency meshes with narcissism. And so, so many people are out there labeling their husband or their wife or their partner as narcissists when actually are they a narcissist? Or are they just another codependent? Because mostly what I find are two codependents in relationships playing off of each other. Hmm, interesting, right? We'll get into that at a different time. But let's get started right now on, you know, um, today what we're going to talk about is from, you know, we're going to go from tunnel vision to a broader spectrum. And I know that, you know, um, in one of the last... Um, episodes, I, I, you know, I told you guys, don't make a list, you know, making a list, a, a, a pros and cons list is for, do you want to take a vacation in the mountains or do you want to take a vacation at the ocean? But we are going to look into some things about what, you know, we're going to make some lists, but it's not, it's not what you think. So let's, let's just get going here. So basically, you know, if you're trying to decide if you'll be happiest, if you, you know, you stay or you go, you really can't, you know, only look at what's going on in your relationship. You have to look at the options outside of your relationship. Um, but here's the, what you have to do. You have to actually look at those things outside your relationship clearly and realistically. 
because we all have these visions, you know, of what's going to happen if we leave, you know, that grass is greener and this is, you know, this is, I'm going to have this best life. I'm going to be living my best life ever. I'm not going to be tethered down to the nagging woman, or I'm not going to be tethered down to the smelly man and his, you know, underwear laying everywhere. It does. Yeah. 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 We're going to let's, so let's, let's, you know, it's, it's basically is, you know, we we focus on things that are important by the way but it's how am i going to afford this apartment you know would i would, how, you know how big of a burden will child support be or will i get child support or what will what new relationships will i find you know and you, you've probably been thinking of all of those practical things and they are practical right and you should think about those things but here's the thing about it is that you might not have explored those questions, right? And so today is about exploring those questions because so many people decide to stay or go based on what they think the answer is to those questions, but not reality. So, you know, um, everybody, you know, is basically has plenty of worries within, you know, the relationships. And when they are looking to stay or go, they really even, you know, um, have more worries. Because again, their mind, if, you, if you're if you in this position right now in relationship ambivalence, your mind is on fire. Your brain is on fire. Why? Because you're not happy in this relationship. And you are literally, when you are sitting in limbo, you're getting, reacting to what is happening in the relationship. And you're also reacting to the thoughts about what's going to happen if you leave. So now you have got a shit ton of anxiety. Right. So, oh, but, but if I go, then can I afford this? Can I not do this? What if I in your mind, the automatic negative thoughts coming one after the other, one after the other, one after the other, until you are literally have no idea what's going up, what's going down, where you're standing and what the hell to do. Right. So what we got to do is slow down, get out of that tunnel vision. And we need to, you know, look outside the tunnel and look into a broader spectrum so you can you know think about things more clearly and not just communicate to you know either your partner about what you're feeling or what you want to do but also seek help right you but you got to be clear about options you got to be clear about what you want right see it's not like so let's say you are going to go away. You, you, you're deciding I'm going to spend a few hundred dollars and I'm going to take a weekend away. And then you start worrying about, oh, well, if I, I could take that money and do this instead, or, or, the, you know, maybe I would, you know, and you start before, you know, you don't go away on the little nice weekend getaway because you're worried about spending the money or you might want to spend it somewhere else. And guess what? You never go. And you end up spending that money on garbage crap, eating out, nothing that means anything, even though, you know, that getting that weekend away would have created memories and a, you know amazing things. What and what I'm showing you is that we get so caught up in these scenarios we were playing over and over in our head, and we we get tunnel vision. And we don't look at the broader spectrum. So, um, so let me. I'm going to give you two examples. Okay, so many people come to me, and this could be you, one of them. This is not really a toxic relationship. This is, you know, what I would call the pina colada marriage, which we'll go into in another time also. But basically, you meet college sweethearts, okay? So so Mike and um, Whitney were college sweethearts, 
and they fell in love. You know, they had all these great expectations of what marriage was going to be like for them. Right. And, and they, you know, the, um, Mike starts making great money when, um, Whitney is very happy in her job, you know, things are going great. And, guess what? Where do you think things start going wrong? What is where? What is that mystery of how do two people fall in love in college and they graduate and they, or, or maybe you didn't go to, it's not college, it's somewhere else, but, and then you get married and slowly things start going downhill. Okay. And usually by the time they come to someone like me for help, there's just so much resentment, anger, and all these things, right? And, and it's the, and they don't know really which way to go. So Mike was convinced, you know, that Whitney had basically grown in a very different direction, and they didn't feel that he didn't feel that connection anymore, right, at all. And in his opinion, when the kids came, which I want to tell you, and I'm going to say this. I should probably just repeat it a hundred times, but I'm going to say it once. When the kids come, that's when shit hits the fan. And I'm, I am a woman. I did this. When the kids come, a woman's focus goes, the mother goes right to those children. The husband is normally left in the dust and it's just, is not right. Now, then the way he reacts, it just annoys the wife because it's like, to the woman, um, hi, I have three children here. Well, I had three, by the way, but, or I've one child, I have a child, I have two children, whatever it is, grow up, right? Grow up. And that is a big, and I am going to do a pot of several podcasts on what to do when the children come, because it is really a difficult transition for couples. And so Mike and Whitney were no different, right? So um, so, you know, and, and Whitney starts becoming, you know, she's not that fun, you know, loving person that they met in college. And, and, and instead she's very now, which she should be more responsible, more, you know, uh, there's not just spontaneity all the time, but there can't be, that's called life. That's called growing, living, you know, you're getting older. You can't be that, you know, that same person, but Mike in his mind, he knew what he was, his expectation was something completely different, right? And so when in, in expectations, as we know, well, guess what? When they're not met, when somebody doesn't meet our expectations, we get angry, resentful, sad. But, um, hi, excuse me, um, maybe change your expectations, Right. And we'll have to do, you know, and we need to do a whole podcast on expectations because that ruins marriages, relationships. Actually, it ruins ourselves when we have an expectation of anybody to do anything and they don't meet it. It just it, it wreaks havoc on relationships, you know. Um, so anyway, so his expectations weren't being met. And so he started thinking, you know what? I think that leaving my marriage is going to equal freedom. It's going to equal freedom and I am going to find this perfect woman that's going to be fun with me and I'm going to, and then the, I'll have the kids every other weekend and it's going to be Disneyland dad, right? And, and I'm not trying to pigeonhole the sexes into one role, but this is what happens. It is what happens. Most, a, a woman in divorce doesn't 
Yes, they do actually think they're also going to date and it's going to be this wonderful thing, but they're not so focused on the dating aspect of, yes, maybe finding somebody else. But as a mom, you just have that focus of the kids, right? And and, and the dads really do believe they're going to have these wonderful, fun weekends with the children. And then guess what? And then they're going to date these wonderful women on the on the other weekends and they're going to have fun and they're going to go out and they're going to have all of these, you know, uh, wonderful experiences that they're missing. Well, guess what? It doesn't happen. And he ended up, you know, there was a separation and he, um, he left and he missed the kids, the dating that he thought he was going to get all these wonderful women. It just wasn't working. He couldn't connect with any of them. And when he did connect, you know, he felt like quickly they became the same thing that his wife was. Right. And he came to me by the way, and we worked through a lot. And basically, what did he have? He had tunnel vision. He didn't look at the broader spectrum. Had he come to me before, you know, we could have, we would, we would have really deep dove into, um, okay, let's look at this. Are you actually going to have these Disneyland weekends, dads? Are you gonna? Is it gonna be? Is the grass gonna be greener? You know, and, and and we would have worked through this. And I'm gonna tell you the questions. Um, you know, get a pen and paper, by the way, because I'm gonna give you a lot of information to you know help you a little bit here. Um, and I would have worked through it with him, but he, no, he he just he didn't. He kept the tunnel vision, and it wasn't what he thought it would be. Is he happy now? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, but I, I want to keep going. So then there's the other story that I get a lot too, where one, they, you know, the, the partners and spouses get together. Um, one person's career takes off and the other one doesn't. Then they feel if they leave, they're going to have the no money situation when, and they're living in a horrible, toxic relationship, right? So this is now your toxic relationship and they stay. Oh, and this is another one I deal with all the time. I deal with both kinds of, of, of marriages and relationships, the toxic and then the ones that are just, they think the grass is greener, right? So they stay because they have tunnel vision. They just envision themselves when they leave living in poverty while their spouse lives in the big, huge house. Does this happen? Sometimes, sure. But why does it happen? Because they had tunnel vision, they didn't explore their options. Do you know how many people I have helped go through a you know a separation that you know the one person came to me, and how many said I, I you know what Heather I don't even care about child support, I just or I just give them everything, just give them or give her everything. I don't care. I just want out, and I say slow down. This isn't something you, you just say. Just give them everything. Just just slow down. See, people need to slow down. Divorce is hell. You go through hell. Forever, no. But you don't have to go through hell if you can slow down. And I'm all for saving marriages. But if you're going to leave it, you need help. Because you are just, your mind is on fire. And the wrong decision is can be the difference between a, a financially stable life and an, a, and an unstable financial life, right? And by the way, is money everything? No, but money is sure helpful. Money 
stress is the worst stress. Okay. So, so what, so what I want you to do is this, I want you to take out a piece of paper. Okay. And I want you to write at the top of the piece of paper, things I look forward to in my new life when I think about leaving. Okay. Then at the, and then I want you to write at the top of another sheet of paper, things I'm afraid of in a new life that make me think about staying. Okay. Then write down whatever has been the most important to you as you've struggled, you know, whether you should, you know, stay or if you should go. Um, now, so let's take Mike. He would have written things like, oh, dating, uh, sexy, nice women, um, having better relationships with my kids. Um, you know, and by the way, none of those things happened. He missed his kids. The relationships were not all glory and all those things anyways. And then, you know, somebody that's worried about finance might write having nowhere to live, not having any money. Um, now I want you to look at your two lists. Okay. You got to make the list. I don't know what is on your list. Again, things, one list, question one, you're going to write, what are the things I'm looking forward to in my new life if I leave? And then what are the things I'm afraid of in, in my new life that make me think about staying? Okay. Now I want you to look at those lists. Okay. And I want you to, for each item on the list. So, cause I want to get us out of the tunnel vision. I want you to see the broader spectrum. I want you to ask, is this true? Is this likely? Then ask yourself, what else is possible? What's most likely? So for Mike, let's take dating sexy, hot young women. Because that's honestly what he did think, right? Okay. Is this true that you're going to date, you know, sexy, young, hot women? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Ma, is this likely? Not really, but could be, you know, I don't know what the confidence level of you is. Now, then ask yourself, what else is possible? <laughs> that I actually don't date any sexy, hot, you know, women. What's more likely? More likely is you're going to find somebody and you're going to have the same things eventually in that relationship. Right. That is how, it, how what I want you to do with those things. Now, it's not all negative. OK, because remember, it is. So if you're in a toxic relationship, especially meaning if there's any sort of abuses, if it's emotional abuse, verbal abuse, you know, I don't know. You, I've, I always say seek help first before leaving. But you need to see clearly. If what you're expecting or not expecting is actually true, likely, and what are, what else is possible and what's more, most likely. Okay. So I'm going to go through it one more time. Two lists, things you look forward to in your new life. If you, when you think about leaving, then the other list is things you're afraid of in your new life that make you think about staying. Then I want you to look at each one and say, is this true? Is this likely? Then ask yourself what else is possible? What's most likely. Okay. And you know, um, Remember, you know, you, you, if you attach, if you play, have a, a, a deep attachment to an expectation and it doesn't happen, you're going to get really upset and you're going to question, question, question. I can't do this.
for you, right? Because every set of, you know, there's specific circumstances in your marriage or your relationship that, you know, I'm, I don't know about. So you need to do this or you can, yeah, set up a call with me and we can go through it and see if I can help you or work with you or what, you know, however to get you through this. But, you know, so now I want you to take a look at your now more realistic set of information. Okay. So after you've done this exercise, you know, I, you know, what have you discovered? What's more, what is a more probable reality now that you're out of tunnel vision and you see a broader spectrum, you know? Um, and you know, I want you to think about what awaits you if you leave. So I'm going to go through some things that I want you to think about. Where will you live? How will you be able to afford it? Will you be able to commute to your job from there? You know, how much savings will you have available to you after you leave? How much of your income will you have available? Will that be enough? What are your prospects for meeting people? Uh, and remember, this is a time to be brutally honest. I know there's lots of dating, you know, um, sites out there and everything else. But do you have the characteristics that will make it relatively easy to find dates? And that is a tough question to ask some yourself. But again, you have to be confident. You have to have that self-love, that self-esteem, the self-worth to find the people you're looking for. Do you have those characteristics? Okay. Um, will you want to go through the process of meeting new people? You think it's fun to go out and just date? Mm, think again. Um, is it realistically likely that you'll be lonely in your new life? How well do you cope with loneliness? I need you to ask yourself these questions, okay? What's going to happen with the kids? Is joint co um, custody a possibility or do you want it? Is not having custody likely for you? Is that acceptable? Is having custody more likely? And have you thought through what it's like to, to parent your own kids on your own? What will being on your own do to your ability to work? Now, here's a big one. Is it realistic that the friends you're counting on being there to help you, are, are they going to actually be there to help you? Is your family going to be there to help you? You know, okay. And how? And, and your relatives, if you're counting on family, it's a big one. So now at this point, you should be able to look more realistically at what it's like going to be like for, you know, if you leave. And um, if this new look clearly makes leaving seem too difficult, you know, and making <laughs> staying seem more desirable, then you've gotten the clarity you were looking for and you'll know you'll be happier staying. Now, if staying makes sense, when you really check into it and it makes sense to say, then I need you to seek help to get heal this marriage, help this marriage, right? Because you do not want to fall back into relationship ambivalence, okay? And, and, and you have to realize that if you fall back into relationship ambivalence, you're in the same place you were. So if you decide that you're going to stay, seek help to heal the relationship. And while you're seeking help, maybe through that help, you realize, guess what? You know what? I really... I, I, I'm seeing new options because a new set of eyes on your problems help you see new options and, you know, and help you lay out your choices. And what do I always say, you guys lay out your choices and within your choices, you will find your solution. And when you are seeking help, somebody else can help you really see your choices. 
Um, but at least this, this process is going to give you clear that, yes, I want to stay. Let me go find help. Let me book a call with Heather to see if she can help me or let me find somebody else to see if they can help. Right. So now what I want you to do is, you know, one more thing. Okay. I want you to really, you know, when you, when you have this set of, you know, the realistic information after going through this exercise that I just took you through. Okay. Um, you know, what, what, you know, have you discovered, you know, like new ways that, you know, maybe for what your new reality is going to be that if you stay, where are the, the issues? Okay. That you, what, what issues you really want to work on? If you decide you're going to stay, what are those issues? You know, think now that you've, you've decided, okay, I'm going to stay. Clearly decide what is it that's making me want to leave? Because when you were in relationship ambivalence, everything makes you want to leave. But when you get you, when you decide you're going to stay, you need to be clear. What is it that really bothers you? You know, is this something that is, is really whatever, whatever it is that you want to fix, list it, make a list of it. Okay. So because when you look at things more realistically and you get out of that tunnel vision, you see that maybe this isn't so bad. But there are things that are so bad for you and, and you need to list those. Now, let's say you, you've done this exercise and you decide it's time to go. You don't want to stay. Okay, great. I mean, you know, that's whatever's going to, you know, do it for you. Then what I want you to do is start, you know, making a plan thinking about things, what, you know, what, what steps do you need to take to make this choice to go a reality? Remember, I need to say it again. I'm all for saving marriages, especially when children are involved. But if you decide, and this is, unless there's abuse, I have to say it again, if there's abuse, you got to go. But so everything is, comes down to laying out your choices, seeing things realistically, getting that broader spectrum. Okay. And, and you, you know, um, when you've looked more realistically and you've gotten more clarity that, you know, eluded you when you focus narrowly on that relationship, just know you're not alone. Most people do it. <laughs> okay. You guys, that ends part five. We have two more parts to go for. Should I stay or should I go? If you haven't listened to the first four, I urge you to go back and listen to them. Now, um, I'm going to, you know, put my link up here uh, in the, in, in my bio here to, for you to click on and you can set up that clarity call to see whether, you know, if you need help and should you stay or should you go and, you know, or saving the marriage, saving the relationship, saving yourself, whatever it is, you know, when you get another set of eyes, when you see other things that you might not be saying and you need to work through things, it helps to work through it with somebody like me. And if it's not me, find somebody else because it does make everything easier plus more fluid. And your choices, you know, become open. I'm actually going to, um, I want you to go back actually. Um, and I, uh, gosh, I don't know which episode it is. I'm sorry, but I interviewed one of my clients who decided to leave and he made the right choice. And it was an amazing 
interview. I might interview him again, actually. But it was one of my earlier podcasts. I would go back and listen to that podcast for sure. So anyways, again, thank you for tuning in. Every relationship begins with you. Relationship Rescue, the podcast. I love you guys dearly. And I will, uh, yeah, you'll hear from me soon. Bye.